Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth, shifting you into higher consciousness, a show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, interviews with inspiring guests, experts, and celebrities, intuitive readings, channeled messages, mental health awareness, and hot topics to expand your awareness. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth. It's Kim and Eden. Hello, Eden. Hello there. How are you today? I'm good. Um, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm, I've had an ear and sinus infection for over three weeks, so I'm a little bit spacey, but I'm okay. Yeah. yeah. I just feel ears are ringing all the time, and I feel like I'm in a tunnel. Mm-mm. So, oh. yeah. Maybe I, I know in the, like the human part of us, there's like that, there's something wrong, like a label for that, but maybe there's also ascension symptoms in there as well. Yeah. But, but uh, I know you don't feel good. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's all good. Okay. Um. So we are going to, we haven't really ever gone into, we have a little bit, but we haven't really ever gone into how did Eden and I each start developing and knowing we had intuitive abilities and step into what we're doing as our purpose now. And, you know, how did we know that we had intuitive abilities? Like what were some of the signs and how did it, how did we get brave enough to step into doing it, even though it's often looked upon as strange or out there and different? And um, so I just thought that'd be an interesting topic. And first, I'm going to ask you, Eden, so I what age, because I want to see, I know you and I have talked a long time ago about a lot of parallel experiences when we were kids, with, where we saw things or knew things. And although your gifts are different, we had some similarities. And so what age do you remember first ever having signs like, oh, this might not just be my imagination? Okay. Probably, I was probably a teenager when that happened. Um, And so, you know, I, a lot of people that listen may already know this story. Um, I've shared it a lot, but I didn't have to question it because I didn't have to question it much because I grew up with a grandmother who was a medium. Um, So it was just a, it was a normal thing in my family. Um, Although my dad was very against it, didn't believe it, believe in it. But um, she never did share with me, you know, what happened as she started to develop it. And I got scared when I was younger, cause I thought there was something wrong with me. I often thought there was something wrong with my eyes because I was seeing things. Um, yeah. And I was hearing things. I would have like the buzzing in my head and yeah. So it was a lot. Um, but I finally thought, you know, well, this might be actually what my grandmother does and I should try. And as soon as I did like gave into it, that was it. Like mm-hmm. rest is history. What about you? Well, well, hold on. So you're okay. I remember you saying that when you were a kid, I don't know if yours were the same as mine exactly. But like when I was a kid, some of the first experiences I had, and I just thought I was weird or crazy. um, But I would see colored circles, colored lights above me. 
and I'd get scared of them. And like now I see them and their orbs and I don't yeah. usually see them very often all at once like I used to, but I see them in segments. I once I remember a couple of times I've seen them again in groups, but it's just like colors and I would have my I would get scared and run to my parents and have them pop the bubbles because I was afraid to go to sleep, even though they weren't scary and, and they actually had like a warm energy about them. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. Um, for me, uh, as far as when I was a kid, I didn't sleep very much at night um, because I was often scared of something. Um, and at that time, it felt like dark, like negative energy. Mm -hmm. um, I know now they were just trying to get my attention. Um, but I just, you know, when we push it away, we don't embrace it whatever our gifts are, um, you know, we're always going to feel off, I believe. Um, yeah, that happened to me a lot for, for very many years. Um, but the bubbles, yes, I saw, I, I would see like blue lights. Sometimes it would be, um, it w I already had kids at this point. Um, and I was reading a book. Oh, this is what it was. James Von Prague. Mm -hmm. That medium. Mm -hmm. You've heard of him? Have I've you heard of him, but I don't really... Yeah. Okay. Very, you know, a very popular medium. And, um, I was reading his book and as I was reading his book, I started seeing blue lights on the paper and, mm. or I thought the blue, the words turned blue and I was certain there was something like I had a brain tumor or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the, um, ophthalmologist I went to a doctor had this big exam and he couldn't find anything wrong and I was like no no there's something wrong and I kept insisting can't you see where the blue comes out of my eyes or something like that oh but my he, God. yeah yeah no but there was absolutely nothing wrong um and it that it was finally telling me you know they're, they're trying to get your attention uh-huh oh yeah. my god well, and I also had, I had that like Alice in Wonderland experience where I've had that a few times as an adult, but not, I had it a lot more as a kid, but I would wake up and I would, it's hard to even explain, but I, it'd be like, everything is really big and I'm really small. Um, and it was like overwhelming. Like it was kind of like, I was like in Alice in Wonderland, like it was so trippy and it would last. So I'd go like, oh my gosh, is this, am I, am I going to stay like this? You know? <laughs> So I think we've talked about this before. I don't know if it was on the show or not, but you called it the Alice in Wonderland thing. And uh -huh. um, I called it seeing far away. Okay. Meaning, I think we mean the same thing though. And that happened my whole childhood. And I thought there was something wrong then too. And I used to like scream at night and, and my parents would come in and I would tell them I can see far away. And <laughs> of course nobody understood me, but I think it's the same thing because I was like, I was this, I was small and then everything was like zoomed out like and yeah. big and yeah. And, and then also I had like vibrating going on at the same time. Wow. Yeah. Oh my I wonder what that actually means. There's gotta be something if we both know. had it. We should have looked it up. I don't I I actually don't know. I think I probably have looked it up in the past, but it might be just like your awareness and perception is large and strong and you're able to see far, you know, like it's like an intuitive thing. Yeah. So listen, anybody who's listening to the show, <laughs> tell us, reach out to us. Because we, otherwise, we're just crazy. But um, <laughs> I don't think we are. Has this happened to you guys? Yeah. 
I'm curious. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And another thing, like my mom and I both have always made lights go out when we're feeling stressed or tired. Um, And it's like street lights, sometimes even a whole business light. Um, Right when we're walking by or driving by, it'll go out and I'll feel it. Like I can actually feel the energy. Mm-hmm. And it, my mom had it when I was young. So I always was like, oh my gosh, mom, you're so weird. And then I started having it when I was like 20 something and I still have it. Um, and my holistic doctor mentor that I used to go to, he would say that people, some people have that. And what it is, is your draining electrokinetic energy you need from the light. Whoa. And I guess it's kind of similar though. A lot of people listening would he would would have experiences of like mercury retrograde, computers crashing, or dishwashers breaking, and and that can also be kind of similar. It's like the energy is too strong going on between you and the universe and the planets, and you know. Um, but so, to answer your question, yes, yeah, go. <laughs> your question, um, yeah. So I, you know, I didn't realize completely that I was intuitive until I think I was almost thirty, but I. I started to notice things, but I didn't, I would go like, oh, that's weird. How do I know that? Like, even the way that I met Edwin, I remember looking in the mirror that night going, if I meet someone tonight, I'm like meant to be with them. Like I had this feeling, even though I didn't even want to, I had just had a breakup. I didn't want to date anyone. I didn't think I did. Um, And then I met him. And um, so I would have things like that all the time. And so even when I joined the Vegan Vixens, when I used to be in this, this, rock group modeling group thing I was like a year before I was like there's going to be something when I'm 30 years old that's entertainment mixed with vegan and it happened like right when I said it was going to happen and so that mentor I was talking about was like you know you could be doing oracle card readings you have that in you where you could like get messages mixed with the cards and use your energy with the cards and so I you know, had already been studying stuff since I was like 22, just interested in spirituality and metaphysics and things like that. And so I bought some Oracle cards and I started doing it for fun. It ended up being very accurate. And then I started doing it for lots of people. And it ended up being where I would do life coaching mixed in with the card readings and um, really helping a lot of people. And then I just started to realize like my intuition isn't made up, like it's true because it's coming out that these people are saying that did happen on that date or that thing you said would, you know, work out for me. It worked out exactly like you said, you know, or the card said. And so it helped me to have that confirmation. And so I, um, I ended up getting some certifications in NLP and hypnotherapy and life coaching. And so then I, I just opened everything up in 2010 where I was like, I'm doing readings, I'm doing coaching it led to speaking. Um, but I don't feel like I came out of the closet all the way with the readings till like maybe 2014. Um, it took me a while to feel all the way comfortable because I was like, oh, this is still looked upon. I, I had the idea it was looked upon as weird. But then I can honestly say, and you, I know you can say this too, for our podcast and for my own business, I have never, I've literally never, I think I've had like two negative like feedback comments or letters ever never for our podcast for for me i've i've had a couple like strange people that came to my workshops or something like that years ago but overall i've had all positive feedback well i think i could say the same too but i think 
it that has to do with well my belief is that it's because if you answer your calling <laughs> that inner knowing that you have and you follow through with it then you can't go wrong you know you will attract the right people and but sometimes we attract people who are not aligned with us and it's for a lesson it's a, mm-hmm. you know, there's a there's a greater lesson in that but i have too i've i've had a, a handful of people uh who they say like it was a terrible reading um <laughs> but then it turns out that like a couple years later they'll reach back out to me and say everything you said happened mm-hmm. yeah yeah. yeah but yeah it's not fun though to get that no no <laughs> I, i've i've been blessed and the same thing i think i only attract like what i'm meant to attract mm-hmm. um and sometimes it's a test like like one time i did a workshop at this like place that had girl events women's events and all these people in the audience were there it was like 50 people and it was like a goal setting workshop and I thought it went great. People were coming up to me after like, oh, that was so amazing. And the night ends, I'm all, I'm all on this big high. And I look in my purse and there was a folded up note. And someone had written the most gross, like mean note, like, oh, you need speaking lessons and your makeup is ugly and like just weird like stuff. And, and I'm like, wow, okay. And so the thing, it was not so much the note, because I'm kind of like, all right, I already know who I am. What scared and bothered me was that I'm like, I thought I knew who everyone was in this audience. So mm. I remember I went through the whole list of 50 people going, for sure, it can't be these 30. Okay. And I like narrowed it down. And then I had to let it go because I'm like, what am I going to do? Call these people and go, did you send this note? Like, and and so I had to just let it go. But oh. it was a lesson. Do you, you know? so do you wonder who it was still? No, because I don't even remember who those people were. So I'm like, um, yeah, I don't know. I just like don't get I don't really bother get bothered by that as long as I'm not in danger or something. And long, as long as it's not everyone saying that. Because I feel like they yeah. were it was their mirror. Like we mirror, we often mirror, you know, what like someone might be mean or catty to you because they're feeling not good enough and your light scares them. <sighs> yeah, I had I had a time. If we're going to go there, <laughs> why not? Um, I had a client that was stalking me mm. and really I actually, bad. I, yeah, well, I mean, it was scary enough. Um, and I don't even know if my kids know this. I kept it from them. Well, Skylar, um, now. <laughs> she, <laughs> they were little, um, it was probably like eight or nine years ago, but, um, yeah, she used to come for readings a lot, and she. Oh, Skylar just texted me. I did not. She did not oh. know. <laughs> All right. Trouble. Well, here's a little bomb drop for you, girl. Oh no. Um, <laughs> so it was in the last house I lived in, and um, she scared me a little bit, like when she was having her readings because she had some like kind of an intense reaction and um i didn't feel comfortable with it especially back then i was no i I had been doing it for a few years but not i i didn't feel fully confident yet um so i kept kind of trying to discourage her from coming so often when i did that she got worse and 
she would like there would be a, there was a time that we were out one night and we we drove back into our garage and um i saw she was sitting in front of the house oh my and, God. and then i had i had the kids go in and and i see next thing i know she walks up to us and she's like here i bought you something so oh, no. she made me and she didn't buy it she made me some weird thing um so that that was like not oh food. i can't not food it was like a a doll it's like a yeah. doll or something oh. yeah yeah it, yeah i threw it away immediately but um i tried it was a very sensitive situation and then i ended up calling her husband and um I asked around to some, you know, professionals, like, what would you do if this happened? And, and it, it's really felt like she needed more help than what I was able to provide. And she was like in crisis. And, um, so the husband agreed with that, that I'm going to tell her to stop coming. Right. And she really needed, he wanted, he was trying to get her to check into an institution. Like so was, there was really literally something like a diagnosis going on. Uh -huh. So, so, um, I let her know I can't see her anymore. He advised me. Her husband's like, I give you permission. Tell her you can't talk to her anymore. But she kept calling and she kept oh showing God. up. She kept coming to my house and, you know, things like that. And and so we ended up moving. And I, the girls might remember this, uh, that I would, I told them at that time, don't post our house. Uh, I don't want anyone to know where we live. And that was why. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so did you finally lose touch with her? Um, eventually what happened was I had to um, call sheriffs and, and ask what they thought I should do. And, and they said to give her um, information about um, I guess our office and, and tell her that we are going to be in contact with her um, because you reported it. And, and then she stopped. Oh my God. Thank God. That's so scary. Yeah, I know. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> it's like what celebrities go through. <laughs> yeah. You hear, about that. you hear about that. And I'm like, that's so awful. I yeah. had a, like, I'll ask you a question about, I have a question about, um, becoming a medium, but I, I have to go off on a tangent for a second because your, your story, it's so funny because it all ties back to 90210 again, but, mm -hmm. um, but your story reminded me of a guy who was a stalker to me. So I met this guy working on 90210. He was an extra and he was really good looking. And so I was like, oh, he wants to go on a date with me. And I was single. I was young, like 19. And so he we went on a couple of dates and he was so like, even though he was really good looking, he was so like, I love you. And I want to see you all the time, like already after only like a date or two. And I was like scared of that. I was like, oh okay, that's like too much. I don't want that right now. We just met. And so I remember I kind of was like, okay, I'm going to just avoid him and not go out with him again. And so I go out with some other guy that I met and we're coming, the guy's coming back to drop me off. And all of a sudden I see this van and I see in the van, the guy from that I had met on 90210 and he was watching us. And then he saw that I saw him. He panned out really fast mm. and I get back I get in so I say bye I get into my room back then there was answering machines and I look and there's like 24 messages and I check and it's him going oh I'm waiting I'm down the street I wanted to see you I wanted to see if I could come see you and there was it just kept going like like the movie that there's a movie the cable guy with Jim Carrey where 
um jim carrey does that to matthew broderick he's like okay it's been five minutes where are you (laughs) (laughs) and so um he ended up finally like leaving me alone but then we got placed to work on 90210 again together and they wanted us to kiss in a scene oh no (laughs) he was i was like nope i'm not doing it because that's going to lead to this starting all over again but anyway that's my mini stalker story (laughs) well you have one too but well as i was talking about mine i was thinking like what kind of uh uh, I don't know if it's a hypocritical move, but now I have this podcast and I'm way, I'm out there, you know, I'm not hidden Uh-oh. anymore. <laughs> so anyone, yeah. anyone could find us. I know. I know. It's just divine protection. I was thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're, we're way more connected to that right now. Um, I was going to ask you though, like about being a medium, when did you, like, what is it that you felt to know that you felt like you were in your purpose and your calling like how did you know like oh I have to do this it's part of me um when I kept struggling to find something to do with myself and it wasn't and everything like I I tried didn't work um like something would happen where like it didn't work out because um like they didn't hire me or because I didn't like it. It didn't feel, it didn't feel right. And I, I didn't know back then to listen to my intuition or my higher self on, you know, how to make a decision. Um, so I just was all about money, you know, like I got to bring in money, um, for the family. I need to contribute. Um, but everything, like I said, everything I tried just kind of didn't work itself out. Um, And so that's the universe kind of telling you, you need to Mm -hmm. do something, do the right thing. So, um, and then when I still didn't think about it, um, and I think I've told the story before, but um, long story short, my sister asked me to do a reading for someone and I hesitated, but I did it. It worked out great. And then I, I think I was sitting there um, with Skylar and she's the one that said to, to me, and I don't know if she remembers saying this, but she's like, mom, after that whole two hours of working with this person doing a reading and how it turned out, you need to do more of this. This is what you're supposed to be doing. So that was really my daughter that told me. <laughs> so yeah, I, fi- yeah. I finally listened and I know, and I don't, I, I still to this day, don't have the words to describe the feeling, but it's like this inner knowing and this feeling of like, I'm finally on the path I'm meant to be on. Like I finally feel like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, it just felt so right to do it. Right. Yeah. And do you feel like this podcast has helped you even more be comfortable with who you are? Um, I don't know if I will ever want or, or no, ever feel comfortable with like being this out there, like, <laughs> but I do it anyways, because the, it's, it's, um, there's a higher purpose in doing it. Right. Because yes. So it's not so much about me, what we're doing. I think that's the way I like to look at it. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do feel more comfortable in my own skin and more confident just because I'm, you know, I've done something that's way out of my comfort zone and I've achieved it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But I bet you have a different answer to that question. (laughs) I mean, I think I'm the same as you. It's like, I'm just 
wanting to put out inspirational stuff is and helping people as much as I can. And then I think just the only thing I would say is that I already was really like up there, like, you know, 90% comfortable and confident with who I am. But I think that it helped that last 10% of just me talking about anything and everything to get to a place of just like, okay, who cares? Like, I'm just being me completely, you know? Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. And it'll be, it'll be four years. So that's crazy that we've been doing this podcast. Yeah. And I I know that when we first started, I was 0% comfortable. Yeah, I I was comfortable, but I was like, I don't know if I really want to podcast and then look at like how long it's been. (laughs) It's crazy. But, but yeah, with, with, um, with being, knowing your purpose, I agree with you that it's this knowing and it, it was like, I was in other professions. Like I was in this profession of teaching special ed, um, and working with adults with, with behavior issues that had developmental disabilities and then I even was doing entertainment stuff and I was producing some shows that were like close to getting picked up and I just suddenly was like had such a strong knowing of like you're supposed to not be focused on any of this other stuff and you're supposed to launch your business as a coach and an intuitive and so I remember I put it out there as a life coach and was kind of like am I am I supposed to be doing this other than a hobby you know other than on the side and right away within like a day I got two clients so I was like okay and I remember going whoa okay I'm gonna need all these notes because I'm not this is new to me and I'm not used to doing this as I I looked at it different because it was like as a profession that I'm getting paid for yeah but it always felt right like yeah I don't feel I feel aligned like I always say it does it feel like part of your heart and soul Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And it, and, um, I hope everyone out there will be able to find that feeling in whatever it is you either choose to do or your higher self tells you to do <laughs> guides you to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's a great feeling. Right. You know, and, and to close out, um, about that is, um, someone who's been on the show in the past, Alex Ramon magician, he was on the show like a year and a half ago. Um, he posted a video the other day, about, you know, yes, do stuff that feels like play, do stuff that's so passionate that, you know, it's like a bonus that you're getting paid for it and it doesn't feel like work. But he says, let's get real here. He goes, even if he goes, I do my purpose and it feels like passion and play and excited, but he goes, of course there's work. Sometimes I have long days. Sometimes I have to, you know, do certain things on social media or billing you know, there's, there's tasks sometimes with whatever you do that might not feel like play. So when you're figuring it out, go, but what, what do I get really excited about? Even if I have to do those tasks, you know? Yeah. 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 I don't think it's possible to love every single thing. I mean, I guess you can pay people for all those other things, you know, if you can. Yeah. So, well, yes. That was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I did not plan on sharing any of that. <laughs> wow. You didn't got raw and real. Uh, yeah. um, <clears throat> I paid her. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> our next episode, make sure to listen next because our next show, we're going to be talking about ways that you can also enhance your six sensory abilities. Like how do we go there? How do we get there? And how can you do that and be more aware of what all of your 
intuitive abilities are. So, and don't forget to check out my life coach course, lessons from confidence.com forward slash certification if you're interested in becoming a certified life coach. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thank you for listening to Talk Purpose and Truth podcast. Find out more at talkpurposeandtruth.com. And follow us at Talk Purpose Truth on Instagram and Facebook.